0: And so that's sort of the large overview that we're dealing with. It's huge. It's huge. And we have a lot to clean up. We've looked the other way, especially in the United States, for centuries. And now we have to deal with the reality of what we're facing right now.
1: Very good. Very good. Uh, Scotty Sachs, next question from you.
0: Hi, Scotty. Hi, Dr. Jane. How are you? Great. Good to see you. So the first question is, what's your secret of youthful properties and staying young? Because <laughs> you look younger yeah. than you did ten years ago. Oh, That'd um, be a good one. So no, I want, no, I want to know, no. I want to know that, but. Um, I love the girly girl questions. That's fine. I think you're mentioning that because uh, you know I've, I've never hidden my age, but recently uh, some some people have tried to attack me by saying, "Well, she's seventy years. She's gonna be seventy years old next year." And you know, part of it is genetics. Part of it is I try to be healthy. Oh,
1: excuse me. I'm so sorry. What? What? What did you just <laughs> say? Are you serious? Is this a joke?
0: No, I'm. 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 I just turned sixty-nine in October. I'll be seventy years old next year. I'm proud of it.
1: Right, we're going in for a close-up right now, just for that. Oh, <laughs> yeah.
0: Good God, woman, you're extraordinary. Camera oh, three, you. camera three, zoom in on the face now, please. <laughs> so it's it's really quite quite. Um, just uh, I'm speechless that you're 69. But uh, in any thank event, you. thank so you. you. You've been around a long time. You're saying yep. that <laughs> our agencies, uh, the three-letter agencies, have been corrupted, spotty here and there. When did you realize you were in a captured system, uh, captured by, as you said, uh, foreign foreign, uh, enemies? Well, in the pharmaceutical industry, I, I noticed it really late. I noticed it with the COVID scam because a lot of things didn't make sense. Uh, Remember, I worked on the medical side of drug development in the pharma industry for 20 years and a lot of my interfacing and work was geared toward putting packages of data together for the FDA. So I understand, uh, I have a great deal of experience in, in the interface and the back and forth. In terms of our country, I think it was the next morning after the 2020 election and then in the few days after, and it wasn't because I was I wanted one candidate or the other. It was far broader than that. I really watched. I watched our Supreme Court look the other way. Uh, I watched President Trump look completely overwhelmed by the theft of it all. We saw evidence of the theft, uh, and then over the next year, just more and more came out. Two thousand mules and all this other stuff. Yeah. Um, I I think Scotty, it was just to zero in on the answer to your question. It was when I saw the lockstep nature. I saw every governor and every state health department say, yep, no hydroxychloroquine, no ivermectin. Uh, You have to do it this way. You must be on a ventilator. And I thought, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why isn't one of them calling out the other? This is absurd. This is not how it works. And so when I saw that it became a global lockstep effort, I thought we've all been captured and it couldn't have happened overnight. It's been creeping in. And then, of course, subsequently, we learned over the last, you know, two or three years that it, it's been a, a very aggressive creep.
1: Indeed. Indeed. You've, you've shared tweets about uh, uh, Dr. Joseph Ledapo, who's a, a dear friend and a, a two time guest on this show and his stunning and, and courageous call uh, to stop all mRNA vaccines. He regards them as not fit for for human consumption. So please tell us about the implications of this sure. admission and his actions. And do you believe the public will notice um, and and what do you think we'll see at, at, at the agency level?
0: Well, when I first heard that he came out and made the statement, Sasha, I I immediately, I was a little biased, a little jaded. And I thought, look, I like Dr. Ladapo. He's done a lot of good stuff, but I never trust anybody sort of in a position of authority right off the bat. But he did, he, he mentioned two things that were incredibly powerful that a lot of other authorities have not noticed or not talked about. The first was this whole issue. And I've, I've talked about it because of my experience in the farm industry, I've talked about it for the last few years. The FDA has a section on its website called Guidance Documents for Industry. And it sounds like a nice, like friendly suggestion, but it's not. Those are regulations that we were committed, we had to follow. If you go into that section and search, for gene therapy, gene editing, you know, sort of mRNA editing thing, you come up with the, the evidence that the FDA itself, uh, as early as t- 2002, 2005, some of these documents came out, was warning industry, it's not ready for human, prime time, it's dangerous, you don't know where it's ending up in the body, you don't know how to stop it, you don't know if sending another one in would slow it down, turn it off, and <clears throat> so he gets that, I'm very grateful that he gets it. The other thing he understands, Sasha, that was incredibly powerful, it's something my friend and colleague that you've had on, Dr. David Martin, has talked about. And also, uh, if you haven't had him on, you need to have on Dr. Daniel Nagasi, Canadian emergency room physician who was uh, stripped of his license for saving people's lives with ivermectin. But he's also a molecular biologist who came out with, and this brings it back to Dr. Ladapo's realization, that the human genome has been, this is not just a one-off, the human genome has been damaged for. Forever. I I mean, I'm sure you could we could figure something out with God in the future. But I'm telling you that the human genome has been damaged. And through a process called recombinant uh, DNA, uh, reverse transcriptase, which is God's way of shaking up the gene pool every other generation, that unfortunately, even if people have a child in this generation and it's fine, a jab person, that child is likely to have either no children or maybe children with severe Issues and shortened lifespan. Yes. This, our genome has been poisoned. Dr. Ladapo got it on a spiritual level and on a physical medical level. So I was really, really pleased. Um, I put a lot more out about those guidance documents on my Twitter, hoping that to, to, to sort of support him in educating the public.
1: Very good. You, you've taken an active role in, in political issues and have spoken about a J6. Do you believe that it is tied in? with the larger medical industrial complex objectives.
0: Yeah, 100%. 100%. And uh, you must have done a little bit of homework. Um, Before the COVID thing, I I lived in DC for 10 years. I uh, had the opportunity and the honor to work in the Office of Presidential Correspondence in the Trump administration. I was very politically active, DC MAGA meetup, the Trump Hotel, which was a social gathering place uh, for many years. Um, and so I have been very political. It was only until this. But let me just say, and it's really kind of timely, I literally just, I live in South Florida, I just came from a brunch uh, where the wife of a J6 uh, prisoner, Sarah Maccabee spoke at this, I mean, I was I, I had to leave to come to your interview after the end of it, but I'm going to get in touch with her and have her on the show. I do, to get to your an- the answer to your question, I 100% believe this is all part of a mass operation. And that's why Supreme Court looked the other way. And that's why most of our, our judicial system now is uh, frail in terms of any of our rights. Uh, I believe the PREP Act has technically suspended the United States Constitution. It's literally any of those public health emergency declarations strips our civil rights automatically. People don't even realize it. They're going yeah. to the grocery store. They're getting on the boat on Saturday. They don't even know that when it, when it hits like fire ants all bite at once, it's going to be very rough before it gets better, Sasha.
1: Very good. You've actively promoted our next uh, speaker's Uh, declaration of military accountability. Of course, I'm speaking about the great Brad Miller here Uh, for backseat mandates uh, mandates and injury. The U.S. armed forces are finally being held responsible for enforcing uh, an untested emergency use substance. What do you believe needs to happen and how can the military restore itself uh, from this?
0: Well, I believe what Brad and the other brave leaders who signed the declaration see is that this is uh, not the military per se, that this is the uh, very upper echelon of the military leadership. And then they just used, you know, the carrot and the stick down through the middle, mid leadership, because they were going to get this into as many military people and as many civilians as possible. Um, Brad is an incredible hero, but there are many more like him and he'd be the first to say that as well. Uh, because they did, they already sacrificed by serving our country. And then now they're really taking up the gauntlet and they could be putting themselves in danger like the signers of the Declaration of Independence. But I know that they are dedicated to legal, lawful and peaceful change. Uh, They need, we need the American people. They need the American people. This is not even at 10,000 military uh, members sign this declaration. They need millions of Americans to sign it. And they need millions of Americans to say we need, I'm not sure how it's going to happen, Sasha, because the power of the D it's not just the DOD it's, even higher than that, in my estimation, it's the Bank of International Settlements. It's yeah. the you know it's the smaller uh, upper echelon of what we call the cabal. Uh, these sm- small number of entities that um, run a lot of the financial powers. So we've got a lot of work to do, but it all goes down to complying. And so I tell people, you're not going to be able to do anything at the federal level, but you you have to start where you are. Get your alliances. F- figure out how you're going to survive off the grid when they shut down supply chains for a year or six months, okay? And how you're going to protect yourself and how you're going to have energy and security so that you're not a slave when they try to turn the screws. We will, I believe, we will get to the other side of this, but maybe not in our generation. Right,
1: right. Well, very well stated. <laughs>